black man, the maker, the owner, the cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization. It's six o'clock. Yeah, that's the Wu-Tang Clan. Yeah, sure. <laughs> it's going to be playing in the fills of the happy hour. The happiest hour of two hours of comedy on the radio. The only two hours of comedy. We're at mutinyradio.fm and .sf. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin. I'm going to run up to the stage. Um, I usually have a, a helper, but today I don't, and that's okay. That's great. Uh, I'm going to assume that it's that mic. Here we go. Okay, clap for... Take them off your mental... Is this the, it is the one, yay, I guessed correctly. Hey, comics, uh, it's six o'clock. I wonder where your mother is. Dan, how cute is your dad? Very. It's, I, I bet. See, that's the thing, is like, I'm, I, I'm, I'm single, and um, you're clearly too young for me. I obviously have abortions older than you, so that, but I was wondering if your dad's super cute. Do you hate your mom? All right. Well, okay. So for Easter, if you really want to get back at her, I could be the perfect puzzle piece to really fuck up your family. I will be a cool stepmom. All right. You like to do ketamine? We could party. Oh, Thanksgiving's going to be off the hook. Yeah. Cool. Wouldn't I be a good stepmom? Yeah, we could play Magic the Gathering. That's good. <laughs> do kids still play that? Oh, good. I was just looking at you as if you're a child. Anyone under 30 now, I'm just like, oh, you're <laughs> so. So, how do you take your bottle? Uh, where do you cry in public? You don't? In the break room, in front of everyone. That's a good one. I cry on the bus. That's, that's where I do it. I love crying on the bus. Hey, we got a real audience member here. Uh, it's Friday. This has been interesting for me. I'm I'm sober this week. Yay! Actually, I'm gonna be sober all month. Hooray! Feb no brewery. Yay! It's gonna be exactly like every other month. I'm gonna do and stay stupid things. I'm just gonna remember them. That's the only difference. I'm still high as fuck. Uh, I baked some pot bread this morning. It's wheat bread, so I can feel healthy. How do you feel? You feel self care when you eat wheat bread? Everybody feels self-care when you eat wheat bread. You feel good in your tummy tum. I practiced some self-care the other day. I, uh, I went and I got a massage. And I microdosed some MDMA <laughs> before I went. Oh, those little Asian ladies, I'm in love. <laughs> she didn't mean to give me a happy ending. That was my fault. That was, that was not her volition. That was mine. All right, we've got a quorum of comedians here now. I'm going to run in the back and run the ones and twos. I'm super excited for your first comedian up tonight. Uh, he's super funny and super wonderful, and you're going to love him. He's, he's right there. Everybody put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Yay! Yay! Thank you. Give it up for Pam for fucking killing time, huh? That was brave. Hell yeah. I could also be your stepdad if you want to, huh? No? Okay. I thought I'd just... Figure if that's where we're all going to start our sets at. Um, anyway, I'm doing Zoom therapy now, uh, which, yeah, I'm not as much of a fan of it as you are, actually, because I just don't think therapists should be able to work from home. You know, I just like, you learn more than you want to. I'm like, why do you have two lava lamps? You know, I feel like 
that's one too many. I think two is too too many, honestly. Um, and then just therapists are too relaxed. My therapist, she my old therapist. Uh, one day she asked me, "Is like, do you mind if I eat this bowl of soup during your session?" I was like, "Fucking what?" She's like, "Yeah, that's is that okay?" I'm like, "You know it is, because I told you I can't say no to people. It's the entire reason I'm in therapy right now." But fuck it, all right, let's do it. And I'm just like, I just had a horrible dream about my stepdad last night, and then she's like, "Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Tell me, how did that make you feel?" It's like I'm feeling pretty disrespected, honestly. Right now, she had a drink with a straw in it. She's like, oh, it's not. Um, mm -hmm. That's interesting. Okay. I'm like, fuck, I'm going to kill myself. Um, uh, you guys have roommates? Everybody have roommates, I assume? Yeah? The rest of you don't have roommates? Fuck you. Holy shit. Welcome. To, oh, my God. I, I feel so poor. Yeah, I have gross roommates. My roommates are disgusting people. Um, but living with them, I found out evidently ice can go bad. Who knew? <laughs> have you ever had ice past its expiration date? <laughs> what the fuck is up with that? It's like a time capsule for things that used to be in the freezer, you know? It's like, this tastes like fish sticks and fucking century-old pizza. What the fuck? It's fucking gross. Um, I've been very frustrated lately because uh, I am a liberal, but evidently you're not supposed to criticize fucking Joe Biden if you are. I don't know. They're like, you might hurt his feelings. I'm like, really? Fuck, fuck that. I'm so. I'm like, where's the $15 minimum wage? You know what happened to the bill, the bullshit back better fucking bill thing we're supposed to do? I don't know. They're like, but Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin won't let us. It's, they're so mean, aren't they mean? I'm like, fucking pop your Centrum Silver, strap on your Depends, and get to a rally, Joe. What the fuck are you doing? Okay, seriously. All right, people tend to listen when you have dementia and access to fucking drone strikes. All right. Just say fucking, I don't know where I am, but West Virginia is about to get blown the fuck up. Fucking get on board. See, it's like, I feel like we're struggling between two, like two, our parents are divorced, you know, and like you have the option to live at different houses and one house is like, hey, you can live here, but uh, you can't have rights. We're not going to give you rights. You're like, we're not even going to give you tampons if you're a woman. So just fucking free bleed, you know, figure it out. If your friends are Mexican, they can come over, but they have to do all the chores for 15 cents. That's it. And then they can't stay the night. They got to get the fuck out of here. Like, all right, we're not going to live here. Fuck this house. And then you go to the other house and they're like, hey, we're going to fix everything. We love you. It's your mom's house, obviously. Democrats are your moms in this analogy. I mean, <laughs> obviously. And they're like, we're going to do it all. Come on, we got you. We're going to take care of it. And you're like, cool. Can I go to the doctor? And they're like, ah, we're working on that, but not quite yet. I got dinner with Raytheon tonight, okay? I just need to do that, find you a stepdad. You know, we're going to get you. We're going to take care of it. They're like, but see, I just want to go to a doctor. That's really all I want right now. They're like, oh, what about Joe Rogan? He's really upsetting, huh? Let's, we should get him. You're like, can I just have health care? Is that all that I want? And they're like, oh, well, let me ask Blue Cross Blue Shield how they feel about it, because that's dinner tonight, and then anyway, uh, I just say we burn both houses down. Let's just burn both houses down. Uh, my political party is now arson, and uh, it's going to be a good midterms, I assume. Um, all right, that's great. Uh, I'll finish on this. I've been talking about cartoons a lot lately, and uh, I feel like G.I. Joe is like, because you know a lot of cartoons and stuff are being brought back, but like very woke versions of them, which is... Uh, which is fun. And just one I don't think they could ever really do is G.I. Joe, just because it is still like the military, you know? It's like, it doesn't really make as much sense. They're like, uh, when we waterboard people, we use their preferred pronouns, okay? <laughs> like, 
It's like, are they going to give us the information? All right. Anyway, that's my time. Thanks. Kelly Evans, everyone. Hooray. Wow, we're coming out the gate hot tonight. Uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Ian Levy. Yay. Oh, okay. Here we go. Here are my jokes. Uh, I was at the dog park the other day, uh, and this woman was yelling at her dog, and she said, uh, Luna, come here quickly. Uh, I don't think dogs understand adverbs. I don't know. Is that just me? I think you say whatever you want, the same result. You know, Luna, come here lethargically. That's the same. And the dog's like, I don't, I don't know. It's, the same woman's dog was was getting too rough with some of the other dogs. Like it, it, it was playing too aggressively, uh, and it caused like a big uh, a, a big stir. And I was like, "Yeah, you should tell your dog to play gently." That was that. <laughs> Only Pam liked that last part of that joke, so it was good to go. Okay. Um, I was at a cafe the other day over my house, uh, and there was a press conference. Like in, right in front of the cafe, some some local politician was doing something about there's too much crime in my neighborhood, so they're trying to prevent crime, uh, and they the police officers were handing out whistles. They gave me a whistle to stop crime with, my crime prevention whistle. Uh, I would have rather a gun, but uh, you know you're gonna stop. What do they want me to do with that? I see a crime and be like. Like I, I don't know if you guys are familiar with criminals, uh, but they're not the most level-headed bunch. I feel like if someone is committing a crime and I hold my bright yellow whistle and start blowing it in their direction, uh, there might be some rebuke in there somewhere. Maybe that's just me. Is it's not even a? I think I have it still on me. I don't know. Is it? Is it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, 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 I got it. Well, I, I don't know if it is fun. I've essentially been, it was handed to me by a police officer. I've essentially been deputized. It's just. It, it does, but for, for your sake, I figured. Yeah, I figured exactly. It was like a bat signal throughout the night. Cops will be surrounding this place. They also had a very, they had a very bad, they gave me a flyer of like tips that, to avoid you know, how to not get crimed. And uh, in the flyer, the production value uh, was bad. Like, it looks like I could have put that together. I mean, I don't think any of us, when we were planning on defunding the police, thought it would come from their Photoshop budget. But it was, that's where they, the graphic design department, they still got tanks, but their graphic design department is real in, apparently. It was... Got a got a middle schooler to make this fucking flyer. Yeah. Ain't stupid. I recently I was doing some googling and I learned that um, uh, it costs uh, hairless cats sell for six thousand dollars, and uh, laser hair removal costs four hundred dollars. I mean, it's like money prints itself, guys. I don't know what we're doing. Also, some further research, I found that uh, getting a hair graft, like having hair put on your head, costs $4,000. So that means you could get a cat, laser off its hair, 
sell it to someone, steal it back, and then graph hair onto the cat and still have $16,000 left over or $1,600 left over, which then you could use to spend on therapy for the cat. So that would be the full... Okay, that's all my time. There we go. That's my new stuff. Ian Levy, everyone. Hooray. Oh, really kind cat jokes. All right. I'm really excited for your next comedian. Uh, she's, I, I, I don't think she's stalking me, although I have seen her every day for the past three weeks. Put your hands together for Hillary Lidham. Yay. Hi, guys. Um... So surprise, surprise, I'm single. I think <laughs> that's more common than not with comics. But I um, realized that, so I've been, you know, normally it's not that bad because, you know, I've got, I've got a vibrator and I've got a weighted blanket and a dog that's like torso size. So like perfect for cuddling. I don't need like the le legs or the limbs. It made me realize that I would be fine with a quadriplegic. But um but the thing is, of course, you know, you get a little bit lonely and you're like, you go on the apps to see what, what actually is out there. And um, the one thing that I've noticed with the apps is that there's this, there's sort of like a genre, like there's a series of photos that men use. I have no idea what it's like on the female side, but for men, it's like, there are some photos that are very, very like common and universal across so many different profiles. It doesn't matter the age or the race or the income level or whatever, but it's, um, there's like the motorcycle shot, there's the sports like shot. So they're either at a Warriors game or a Niners game or a Giants game, or they're actually like playing golf. But the one photo that I really do not like is the fish photo. So it's like the one where it's like the guy is usually like this with a fish and I think of course he's pushing it out to the per camera so that it looks bigger than it really is. But the thing about it is I'm like, why do you think that this picture of you with a fish is going to like make me attracted to you, right? Because it's like, I don't know if it's like in their brain, they're like, oh, look, I like it's some caveman, like um, sort of impulse that's like, look, I can provide sustenance for you. But to me, when I see that, I'm like, okay, so that fishing is your hobby. So that just means that you're going to be gone for hours and you're going to come home smelling like another woman. So it's like, so I, I did, you know, since the pandemic has been going on, I've gone out on two, two dates on, from like one of the apps and, and they're, they've both been absolutely horrible. Basically, like there's this thing where the men like to just talk at, at me. And I don't know if this is also, I think this is like, I'm sure there are plenty of women who talk a lot. I, I'm probably one of them, but in these situations, like the men just like, they are just monologuing. And like the first date I went out on, this guy talked to me for like a half an hour. He was an engineer at Square. And he talked to me for a half an hour nonstop about how much he hated the food in China because he had to go there a lot for work. And I'm like, I've never been to China. And I'm like, I'm not Chinese. So I don't know why you're going through all of this. So then I was like, okay, enough of the tech bros. I was like, maybe I'll go the other direction. And I, so the second date that I went on like a year later, um, I was like, it was this musician guy, but the same thing basically happened. He was Italian. I was like, oh, this is totally different from, you know, the, all the other guys that I've met. And he did the same thing, but instead he just, you know, monologued to me about music. And I think he was like, you know, the one band I should have played with is The Clash. And I'm like, I doubt like you could even pull that off. But, but then, you know, so I'm done with these couple of drinks with this guy and I like am leaving and I'm, on the phone with one of my girlfriends and I'm like, 
explain, you know, bemoaning the fact that he's just like doing this monologuing again. And I wanted to like go do this CSI style, like, like forensic evaluation afterwards and like go back to the bar we were at and like hold a picture up of him. Because the thing is, I was so pissed off. I was going to tell my friend about him and he had already unmatched with me. And I was like, Fucker, I was gonna match with you first. And so I wanted to go back to the bar and like get, like I had a converse, really interesting conversation with a bartender about what makes your eyeballs actually move around in your head. And then there like a couple conversations with other patrons at the bar. And I wanted to go back like CSI style and like take a picture of him and be like, have you, do you remember us from last night? And wasn't I interesting and charming and much better looking than this guy? But the problem was I couldn't because he had already unmatched with me and I didn't have access to his picture anymore. So that's the success I'm having in dating right now. Hillary Lanham, everyone, bemoaning the issues with dating. Yay! None of the guys are what they seem. Hey, I don't even know what internet dating is like. I have no, I do not, I do not envy you one bit. I have no idea how that would work in any concept, in any way. Your next comedian, I'm sorry, I just made this pot bread and it's hitting me and I'm like, okay. Yeah, that's, that's real. I'm sober, but I'm still eating weed, you weirdos. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Dorian Trong, yay! Happy Black History Month, everyone. Like, who decided it was Black History Month anyways? You know what I mean? I mean, it's pretty cool. It's sharing the month for some pretty banging uh, holidays, you know, like Chinese New Year. Uh, Valentine's Day and President's Day. Except half the presidents had slaves. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's almost like we can't celebrate black people for 28 days straight without taking like a racist smoke break in the middle of it, just like. <sighs> <sighs> All right, let's wrap it up. You know, I don't understand why old people keep saying uh, kids these days are soft when they got a statues of Robert E. Lee still in, in the South, you know what I mean? Like, that's the OG, like, participation trophy. That shit wasn't even close, man. You guys got fucking murdered. And they're like, oh, at least we, uh, we tried our best. Shut the fuck up, man. Anyway, I can't use that joke after uh, this month, so <laughs> how to get it out there. I'm uh, turning 34 soon, and uh, dating in, in my 30s is, like, intense, man. And that's because women my age, like, they all thought they were going to marry the last guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they're coming after me like, like it's the fourth quarter in a football game, and they're going for the Hail Mary throw, all right? You know, they're like, all right, let's huddle up. It's probably not going to work, but I'm going to go for it. You're going to have to get a new job. We're going to get married in six months, and I'm going to have three kids by the time I'm 36. I was like, what the fuck? And that's when I run off the field like a, what's his name? A.B. You guys know? You guys know the guy that ran off the shirt off? Peace! <laughs> that would be me. Yeah, um, you know, I, don't, I feel like nobody's happy in their relationship anymore. Like, anybody here ever, like, sit in front of your significant other and, and think, like, I think I could do better? Anyone? <laughs> we all do it, but the truth is we can't do better. You know Because if you could do better, you wouldn't be there. You know what I'm saying? This is like I feel like relationship is like one thing where we just trick ourselves, like thinking we could do better than we could, you know, actually can. That's like me if I like walk down the street and I go up to like a homeless guy and I'm like, "Hey, be a doctor." 
doesn't make any sense. So I met, a, I met a woman online, and then we went on a couple dates. And on the fifth date, she told me she was going through a divorce. Like, isn't that more of a first date discussion? And then she told me, she was like, I, you know what? I thought I was going to wait because I thought I could win you over with my personality. Like, why would you think that? Like, you can't even win over your husband. Like, at this moment, he's looking for his warranty as we speak. Of course, I didn't say any of that shit, you know? You know, I just told her I had three kids. And I never heard from her again. You know, online dating, online dating is weird because you, like, you, you meet a person and you decide you like them. And then you, like, get to know them. It's like watching a movie backwards. It's like watching The Lion King backwards. You know what I mean? Like, you start, you watch Simba with his good hair. All the animals are happy. And then you find out he got kicked out of his house and his uncle killed his dad and fucked his mom. You're like, what the fuck? This movie sucks. That's what online dating is. All right, that's my time. <laughs> Dorian Trung, everyone. Uh... The proof is in the pud, friends. You, if you've been listening to Mutiny Radio for the past couple weeks, you've seen Dorian like grow wings and fly. Everybody clap again for Dorian. Yay! Yay! Remember a few weeks ago when he was just doing misogynistic jokes and now he's on to like full-blown race jokes. I'm so proud of him. Uh, your next comedian, funny guy, kind of too good looking to be a comedian. Put your hands together for Greg Capra. Yay! All right. Uh, I know this hasn't been talked about yet, but uh, relationships. I'm in a new relationship. It's great. Uh, I was single for a while, though. I was single for like five years, which is kind of a long time, I think. I don't know. People tell me. Uh, I think I realized I was single for too long when I masturbated in front of a window, an open window. <laughs> it's all fun and games until you realize there's a family of four next door. Then I was like, all right, I should probably be more aware of other people. <laughs> Stop focusing on myself. It's good. I like being in a relationship. Uh, my favorite part about being in a relationship is I don't have to like dress up anymore. I don't have to look cute anymore. I can just be comfy all the time. It's fantastic. Yeah. Now when I go out, I wear this. <laughs> Sweatshirt, sweatpants, no underwear, and Crocs. My spirit animal is an overweight dad at the YMCA. And I love it. That's my dad outside. He's, we haven't talked in a while. <laughs> my friends are always like, what if you see cute girls there, though? What if you see a hot girl? Listen, I don't study for tests that I've already passed. I'm in a relationship. My efforts are complete. I'm a finished work now. <laughs> she's great. Uh, she's, uh, I think she's like a 10 out of 10. But, you know, you feel like you have to say that. So, you know, like she's not here, but she'll find out. So... I share my location. <laughs> I feel like I'm a six, but I feel like I'm a nine at Urban Outfitters. I can fuck up a scarf in the summer. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> it's cool. I think I'm like, I, I'm pretty nervous to meet her parents, I think. Because like, I, I think guys in here can probably relate to this, but meeting the father is a terrifying experience. Meeting the father for the first time. Because they're all, they're cool until like the, the, your girlfriend and the mom leave the room. And then all of a sudden, there's like a misty haze. His hand on your back gets a little firmer. And you're just waiting for that question, what are your intentions with my daughter? Oh, no. <laughs> I get the same feeling inside when a cop pulls me over, and they're like, do you know why I pulled you over? Where I'm like, who? I don't, but I'm probably a felon. So 
Just lock me up now. I'm a terrible person. But I am. And, like, I understand the way that I look. Like, I'm not a father's dream for his daughter. Like, all right, picture a loving father. Like, he loves his daughter. He really, like, he wants the best for her. In his mind of who he wants his daughter to marry, I look like the guy who sells her Molly. <laughs> and in my defense, how else was I supposed to meet her? <laughs> I don't do apps. I do drugs. I might not be your soulmate, but after some psychedelics, I'll look like it. <laughs> I damn sure will. Uh, she's an ICU nurse. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Healthcare hero still can't call me back, but we're, you know, <laughs> we're all proud of her. <laughs> it's good. I, I think you're supposed to get someone who compliments you. And, you know, the opposite of an ICU nurse is a stand-up comedian, I think. <laughs> all right? Like, one helps people with their pain. The other has pain and needs help. <laughs> right? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. She tells me that I don't like, you know, pay enough respect to her job, which I disagree with that. I think that's, I think that's incorrect. I just think mine's more significant. <laughs> it is. Like, I make people laugh sometimes, right? <laughs> and when people laugh, they're happier. When they're happier, they're less stressed. When you're less stressed, you're not going to the hospital and seeing her. I'm focusing on prevention. She's worried about treatment. I'm ahead of the game. I think she should get on my level. All right, that crushes me with nurses. All right, I'm Greg Capra. Thank you. Greg Capra, everyone. Hooray. We are in a rock block of hilarity. The beginning of the show has been hot, hot, hot. And keep your hands clapping for your next comedian, Dan Britton. Yay. Hey, guys. As you can tell by my outfit, I am now your ninth grade chemistry teacher. <laughs> Welcome to class. Um, I downloaded uh, dating apps <clears throat> recently because I felt lonelier than I normally do. And I, I tried Bumble. Bumble fucking sucks. Um, Bumble is the same thing as Tinder except the women start the conversation. And that's, of course, worse because the girls lack experience with starting conversation. I matched with a girl named Candace. She messaged me by saying, fuck, Mary kill, diners, drive-ins, and dives. <laughs> like as if I'm honestly gonna be standing there like, hmm, I guess I'm gonna fuck diners. So it doesn't even make sense, that question. She could have been like, fuck, Mary kill, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Fuck, Mary, kill, DMV. Okay, well, I guess I'm going to marry V because I need to get around. I'm going to kill department because I hate bureaucracy, and I'll fuck engines because they're warm and have holes, I guess. What do you want me to say to this? I, I'm glad I get to be on here early. I have to go see a movie with some buddies. I, uh, I'm a huge movie nerd, and I love movies that show San Francisco. So, of course, I saw the new Matrix film. I personally thought that the homeless population was largely underrepresented in that movie. I feel like while Neo was dodging bullets, there should have been somebody putting a VCR on top of, a, on top of something randomly. I felt like somebody should have broken into their ship and started taking all of the red pills. <laughs> just come up to them like, hey, bro, 
You know how homeless people, they always have like a random amount of money. Like, hey, bro, you got $26? Like, <laughs> what do you need that for, man? Um, I fucking hate slogans of cities, though. Like, like I remember after that terrible uh, bombing in Boston, they, they were like, Boston strong. And every day I'm glad that there's not a tragedy in Baltimore because that's a tough town to make a slogan for. <laughs> like, Baltimore. If you leave, we understand. <laughs> I don't know, man. This is a good place to live. I just, I hope I live a long life, but I don't want to get, like, how old do you have to be to be, like, an old man who just walks down the street smoking cigarettes despondently, like? I was in Hawaii a couple of weeks ago. And, uh, you know, that was a beautiful place. They have this symbol, hang loose. I'm sure everybody's seen that. So the story behind that, there was once a guy who would always wave to his buddy who would uh, uh, operate a train. He was a conductor. And uh, he was working in a sugar factory, lost these three fingers. <laughs> and it just makes me wonder, like, what could he have been doing where he lost these three fingers? <laughs> and now everybody he waves to knows he was up to something. Um, last thing, and then I'm going to get out of here. Uh, it's January, which means I'm fucking dying of allergies right now. And I think that that would be such a bitch if I beat COVID twice, but then allergies took me out. <laughs> allergies for the, um, the other people is like when Mother Nature taps you on the shoulder and is like, hey, Dan, you're like, oh, hey, Mother Nature. She's like, I have a belated Christmas gift for you. You're like, what's that, Mother Nature? She's like, enough mucus to plug up the Grand Canyon. You're like, no, that's all right. She's like, no, I insist. And your eyes start going. You say, fellas, you ever sneeze so hard that you hurt your nuts? It's like, somebody call the Coast Guard. Anyway, good night. Dan Britton, everyone. Yay. Talking about these nuts. Uh, your next comedian, I love her. She's so wonderful. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Yay. Was someone eating like their lunch here? And then. <laughs> little charcuterie board there. Um, so I recently got back together with someone from my past. <gasps> yeah, I don't know. I don't know why, but I just always like go for the toxic people, you know, like I keep going back to them. Like it hurts every single time, but just every couple of weeks, I just always end up spreading my legs <laughs> for Nicole, my Brazilian waxing lady. <laughs> Right, like, uh, I, I mean, like, I, I didn't really want to, like, I didn't really want to start getting waxed, but, like, the forest I had been cultivating over the years, just really needed some slash and burn agriculture. <laughs> there was, like, a tourist who came and got lost in the shrubbery, so just trying to do the world a service there, right? Prevent a Jumanji situation, but uh, relationships with, like, waxing ladies are weird, okay? Like... Like the first time I met my waxing lady, I was laying there, spread eagle, uh, and she just looks at me and she goes, you Asians, which is never a good start to a sentence, <laughs> right? And she goes, you all have just the tiniest little 
hairs down there that I've ever seen. It's like so neat and organized and straight, like almost as straight as your teeth. It was, this is a lot, right? And I was laying there and I was just, I didn't know what to say because I had never been complimented so passionately before <laughs> on my teeth. I was just like, oh my God, four years of braces, wearing my retainer every night. Like I just finally felt validated, you know? It feels good, it feels good. It's why I keep going back. <laughs> Uh, so, so I'm single, but I don't have any of the dating apps because I want to meet someone in person, which is probably why I'm still single. Uh, I just have like this vision of like meeting someone in the grocery store, you know, like we're both in the produce aisle, like slapping watermelons. We make eye contact and then it's just history from there. Right. But, but it's hard because like the types of people who are attracted to me, like don't really go outside a lot. All right. Like I, I attract a lot of um, green text message bubble energy. <laughs> that's, that's the kind of vibe that I seem to bring in. Uh, like the people who are usually willing to date me don't go outside a lot because they burn very easily in the sun. They usually have a lot of allergies, so they stay safe inside. But I do prefer them, all right? Like I don't really need anyone to, you know, protect me or do anything like that, but I need someone to teach me how to upgrade my internet router. Right? Like that's that's kind of that's kind of the help I need from from a male figure in my life. Uh, I, I hate the word nice. Like usually the first word people use to describe me is nice, which makes me want to punch them in the face. <laughs> Like, saying someone is nice is basically saying your personality is just being inoffensive to people, you know? Like, I, I'm not sure, like, how, par, how high of a bar that is, right? Um, like, I just want to get to a point in my life where people meet me and just talk about me and describe me as a raging whore, all right? Like, that is, that is kind of what I'm trying to bring out, like, but it's hard because, like, usually raging whores don't have, like, this... NPR podcast toast voice going on. All right, it's just it's just really hard to turn off like that Guy Raz voice here. Um, so last thing uh, before I get out of here. Uh, so I, I wish I was a little bit more wild, right? Like I wish I looked like a sorority girl who was in one of like the cool sororities, like the one with the three triangles or whatever. <laughs> Uh, but but no, like people look at me and they're like, when she was in school, she was in student government. All right, like can't put together a rush event, but I can put together a pretty banging Susan G. Komen race for the cure campaign. All right, like uh, only thing I've ever pledged is to be drug free during the Dare program, and that didn't turn out too well. All right, I'm Denise. Thank you. Yay, Denise Lee. Yay. <laughs> yeah, you look like you're on the campaign in the drug-free. Uh, like, I'm going to take you with me so the cops don't, don't suspect me anymore. Uh, your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. Clap your hands wildly for Lauren Kraut. Yay. Thank you. Woo. Okay, you can tell a lot about a person by the names that they call themselves. When I'm annoyed with myself, it's always Missy. Like, uh, cut the crap, Missy. 
and there's more to that one. I can't remember. Uh, dude, when it's uh, when I'm being ridiculous, no, dude, you can't you can't do that all by yourself. But the one that takes the top the um, most play time is you fucking idiot. <laughs> Which is why I'm still in therapy. <laughs> okay. Uh, I'm my own worst enemy. I'm ISIS, but with an eating disorder. <laughs> I'm constantly standing in my own way. Inside my head, it's like a battlefield. I should audition for America's Got Talent. No one wants to see a giraffe telling jokes. I should go skydiving. You'll kill yourself. I should make toast. You're not good enough for toast. Have a cracker. <laughs> I've been standing in my way for so long, my subconscious is going to give me a parking ticket. <laughs> Here you go. What's this? A note that says, I love you. No, you stupid fuck. You set up the joke. It's a ticket. <laughs> Why are you giving me a ticket? I don't have a car. That's right. You had a car and it left you, just like everyone else. <laughs> You are parked illegally. $427? That's ridiculous. Okay, then do this. Just spend the $427 on ice cream and eat it all within three days because you're a fat pig, loser. <laughs> and that's when they asked me to leave Safeway. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It doesn't take a genius to see that the earth is mad. Mother Earth is pissed off at us. She is. Um, tsunamis, hurricanes, fires, ice, earthquakes. She's pissed. It's no wonder we treated her badly. We're abusing the old girl. She would say, look at all the plastic in my, my oceans. The fish are eating it. They're getting caught in it. They're throwing Tupperware parties for Christ's sake. <laughs> it's not long before we'll hear Buckle up, humanity. I told you not to fuck with Mother Nature. Thunder and lightning. I tell you people, you got to remember, there is no planet B. So what are you doing to make, make a change? I can tell you what I did. I recycled this joke. <laughs> it, used to be, it used to be a can of Diet Coke with a vague sense of global guilt. Now it's an overconfident diet joke on a mission. All right, thank you. Um, all right, I'll, I'll leave with this. Um, oh, no, not that. Uh, I'll just leave. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you. Yay, Lauren Kraut. And that was like all new stuff. You're amazing. You've been writing so much this month. You're incredible. Like the time totally shows all the work you put in in those 31 and more days. Yay. I love Lauren Kraut. All right, your next comedian, also super dedicated and lovely, shows up everywhere. Clap your hands together for Newman Shock. Yay! What's up, guys? Uh, I'm going to cheat on my girlfriend. Woo! Okay. Uh, I don't have a girlfriend to cheat on, but when I get one, I'm definitely cheating on her. I'm thinking a lot about cheating on this girlfriend I don't have. I'm only going to cheat on my girlfriend for the right reasons, you know? Like, if my girlfriend thinks I'm cheating on her and I'm not at that point, then I'm going to cheat on her, you know? Because I'm a good boyfriend. I want to validate her feelings. 
<laughs> Saw this uh, news story about this guy who drowned in his hot tub. And, and that really hurt me, man. It did. Because it's, it's hard seeing people die in ways you can't afford. <laughs> you know, that's, that's tough. Um, let's start the race stuff now. So get ready. No. No, that's cool. Um, as an Indian person, I can be honest with you guys. Um, Kumar from like the Harold and Kumar movies means a lot more to me than Kamala Harris. Because, you know, like, I, I feel like Kumar did more for me. Like, Kamala, it's like, what is she? She's like vice president. Like, all, all she does is wait every day. Wait, wait, like, she just waits for Joe Biden to trip. <laughs> and I don't know. That doesn't seem fun, man. That seems boring. I, I want to get stoned and go on adventures. I'm going to be honest. I think Kumar means more to me than Gandhi. Like, I'm, I'm, like he does. Because Gandhi kind of sucks, man. Like, he, he was racist towards black people. Slept with like underage girls. He was basically like Brown Thomas Jefferson. That's what he was. <laughs> <coughs> yeah. Oh. Also, also Gandhi is kind of like lame. Like just the way he did shit. You know, like he fought against like the British people the same way like high schoolers get ready for prom. You know, like it's. Do you not get that one? It's a starving yourself joke. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't know what else do I want to talk about. Um, I was raised Muslim, and uh, big thing about Muslims is everybody thinks we're terrorists. Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about being a terrorist. Not in that way. Um, I've been, I like from a capability perspective. You know, I would not be a good terrorist. Like I'd be late to the meetings. You know, like I, you can't be late to an ISIS meeting. Also, like. I feel like I'm a chilled out guy, you know, like I'm very like I'm not angry. I feel like you got to be angry to be a terrorist. Like I, I listen to reggae, man. Like you can't like I don't think ISIS is like dropping those beheading videos with Bob Marley in the background. Like that's definitely playing Eminem. Yeah, that's that, that's the music. Just nanny. What else do I want to talk about? Um, Thank God. Speaking of God, I feel like. I don't know. I don't like those posts on like Instagram that are like, like for God, retweet for Jesus. Cause it's God on Instagram, man. Like I feel like he has more important things to do. You know, like that's <laughs> he can't be liking thirst traps and you know, like reposting like NFTs. You know, that's not nice. <laughs> Goodbye, guys. Yay! Newman, everyone. Yay. All right, uh, your next comedian is one of my favorite people in the whole world. Clap your hands together for Ian Langlands, yay! Yay, thank you. Thank you, everybody. What is so funny, what? Huh? <laughs> you know, yeah. Because I'm Pam's favorite, everybody. That's my claim to fame. Suck it. I was uh, watching TV the other day and I saw an ad. Did you guys see they're bringing cops back? Yeah. No applause? <laughs> bringing cops back. That's what America needs. More footage of police. That's what we need, right? <laughs> I feel like we've all been watching cops on, on Facebook for like the past 10 years. Yeah. Cops is back. That's really what America needs right now. And it's on Fox News streaming service. Yeah, Fox News has a streaming service now. That's cool. What is that about? What do they have on there? 
Like, what do you watch on Fox News streaming service? Because you watched Ann Coulter talking about race relations, you might like Tucker Carlson fucking the green M&M. <laughs> the sexy version, not the new version. Fuck that bullshit. But yeah, 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 cops get a lot of hate, and they do. But the thing is, it's easy to hate a cop. It's very easy to hate a cop, because it's like, you know, they kill people, so fuck those guys, right? But you know who I fucking hate? Doctors. Hot take, I don't like doctors. Because every time I go to the doctors, I never come out of it feeling fulfilled. <laughs> they either give me more problems that I had before, or they did not solve the problem while I was there. You know? Like, I went to the doctors, and I was like, I got this weird flaky thing going on behind my ear. Can you fix it? Like, it hurts when I lay down. It hurts. It just, like, throbs when I'm standing around. And she's just, like, on her computer, she's like, this really could have been a phone call. That's what she said to me. That was her diagnosis. Like, it, like we were coworkers, and there was a meeting, and she was like, this was a waste of my time. She's like, by the way, you have insomnia, so figure that out. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks, doctors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody says a cab. I'm saying a dab. All right, all doctors are bastards. I fucking hate those motherfuckers. Um, I, I'm I'm a young man. I'm 22, um, and I like being young, but I can feel myself. I'm starting to do things that's going to elevate me to the next stage of my life, and I do not like it. I, I, it's it's scaring me, honestly. I don't want to get older. I like to stay this age. Like, I drink wine now. Fucking. <laughs> God. <laughs> Ew, dude. Ew. And I like it. That's the worst part. Like, I like it. I drink fucking wine. I don't want to do that. That's some 30-year-old shit. I don't want to be doing that. I don't want to be 30. The next thing I know, I'm like 50, and I'm like watching World War II documentaries. <laughs> what is that? Why does every like man, <laughs> once they hit 50 years old, they're like, God, Hitler's so interesting. What's up with that? <laughs> they love fucking World War II. Like my dad would just call me. He's like, you know what kind of tanks they had in World War II? And I'm like, I do not give a fuck, Dad. <laughs> I don't. But yeah, I'm getting older, and and... You know what I did? You know what I did last year? This is awful. I, I opened a Roth IRA. Could you believe that? That's the worst. No 22-year-old should be saving for their future. <laughs> Open a Roth IRA. And you know what I did? I did it on 420. I did it on 420. <laughs> didn't even, didn't even, I did it at 420 p.m. too, and I just shrugged it off. And I didn't do anything. I should have been snorting hash on fucking 420, and I said I'm saving for my future. That's some fucked up shit. That's not what I want to be doing. You know, a year ago, I was Calvin Kleining. That's some real shit. You guys know what Calvin Kleining is? Does anyone want to take a guess? This is always fun. You want to take a guess what Calvin Kleining is? Anybody? Ketamine Coke. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. She got it. That's living up in your 20s, not Fidelity Investments. All right, that's been my time. Thank you, everybody. Ian Langland, saving for the future. Um, it really is important because when I was your age, I was responsible and I just found all that money. Like I haven't put any money into a Roth IRA since I was 31, but I have a, I have like two of them, one from when I was a teacher when I was like your age. And so I actually am, I mean, some, you know, I could take, anyway, good for being responsible. I'm sorry. I made, I'm eating pot food back here, everybody. It's, this is what sobriety looks like. Uh, put your hands together for your nice comedian, Jared Cena. All right, how's everybody doing tonight? What the fuck? That was a weak ass applause. I said, how's everybody doing tonight? There we go, there we go, there we go. All right, 
All right, guys, so I just graduated from SF State. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm a creative writing major. I guess you guys know what that means, right? I'm a barista at a Pete's Coffee. <laughs> Anyways, um, so now that I am uh, a fully-fledged adult, I got to be honest with you guys, I am really, really scared of being an adult. Like, dude, I don't... I don't know how to cook. I don't know how to date. My growth spurt hasn't even come in yet. <laughs> Guys, I'm five foot two. Like, I honestly don't even take it personally if like someone as tall as Ian doesn't even take me seriously. <laughs> seriously, like, all you have to do to block me from doing something is like this. Like, I don't even know how to get around that. <laughs> Dude, like, this sucks, man. Like, I don't want to be old. Like, you guys? I'm trying to be young. I'm trying to be young. Like the type of guys Pam is into. <laughs> no, like, I don't want to, I don't want to fucking do this, man. Like, my adult career or is honestly failing. It's fucking floundering right now. Like, I just got fired from like my first internship and it fucking sucks, dude. Dude, you know what? Fuck my boss, dude. She's a fucking bitch, dude. Fuck her. She would just make me do all this shit and she would just treat me like I'm disposable. Fuck her. Anyways, she fired me because I yelled at a 12-year-old. <laughs> she said I had anger management issues. <laughs> Fucking bitch. <laughs> you know what? Honestly, fuck that 12-year-old, all right? You know what? You fucking deserve it, all right? See, when you're small like me and tw most 12-year-olds are bigger than you, they don't take you seriously, all right? I was an English tutor. I'd be like, all right, what are we going to do today, guys? Some kid just told me to shut the fuck up. And I did. I shut the fuck up. What was I going to do? Ugh. Ah, oh, fuck, man. Being an adult sucks. How do you guys do this shit, man? Alcohol! Oh. Thank you. Thank you. Calvin... <laughs> do we have any cocaine users in the house? Ah, oh, you guys really are fucking old. God damn! You know what? That's been my fucking time. Thank you. You guys have been great. Good night, Mutiny Radio. Jared Cena, everyone. He's looking for the cocaine. Uh, your next comedian, she just ran in the room, and I'm excited that she's here. Put your hands together for Riley Shenyo. Oh, my God. Oh yeah, we have to let the music play. Oh my God, I literally just hauled ass here. Oh, I'm sweaty. This is gonna be a fun set. Um, oh God, I'm like shaking because I was like hauling ass and I was listening to Lady Gaga. <laughs> it was so much fun. Um, so I recently ended um, a on again, off again relationship of like seven months because I felt like I shouldn't be a pushover anymore. <laughs> Woo! Um, I found out he was seeing other girls while seeing me which is fucked up, because I can only do that. That's not allowed for him. That's not allowed for him. 
I'm the type of person that will, I want seven boyfriends and they cannot have anyone else. <laughs> I, it's just like, I really, it really does bother me. I don't know why. It's so funny too to think about like, the attention needs to be on me, but I swear to God, if you say hi to that girl at the bar, I'm gonna fucking hurt you. Um, oh, I love how she's here. She makes me feel so much better. She makes me feel so much better about my set. Um, I tried to get a day off to do Pam's show. I asked my boss and he said, uh, comedy is a hobby, which is true. But like, it was fucked up. I was like, you don't have to put it in fucking writing to me. God damn it. Put me on blast like that. And then um, I am gonna quit the job though because it really sucks and I feel like if I'm gonna be Rampage Riley, I'm gonna do all of it. I'm gonna end a relationship, I'm gonna quit my job. I'm still gonna continue with my hobby, so that's cool. Yes. Thank you, crowd. Uh, uh. That is a good way to get people to clap for me. <laughs> I feel so much better about myself. Um, but ending that relationship with that guy made me think about like the funniest breakup I've ever done for, to a human. I, well, it makes you like think about like, oh, did I handle that well? Um, this breakup, I thought I handled well. I wore as they say, business casual to this breakup. I wore a pantsuit and slicked back my hair. And I looked like every female cop on like um, Law and Order. I literally wore like a power blazer and everything. I got on the bus, I was like, I'm gonna break up with this motherfucker, let's go. I'm like listening to Shaka Khan, I'm like, I am that woman, I am every woman, let's go, uh-uh. I get to the house, I sit him down and across the table, I'm like, all right, I open my briefcase, I'm like, this is what you've done to me. And he, A, B, C, and he was like, are you the girl from Law and Order? I'm like, absolutely. Um, it was cool, I had HR there just for help, you know? Which is his roommate being like, no, she's pretty right. <laughs> I was like, woo! Um, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm so sweaty right now. I was hauling ass here, and my shoes make like a little like squeak noise the faster I go. So all you can hear is me like, squeak! That, it was that, it was literally that. Pam with the fucking horn! That timing is impeccable, Pam! Thank you! Um, no, but deadass, it was to the point where like, people were walking and I heard them through my headphones go, that girl is hauling ass. <laughs> we were like, <laughs> I'm doing like a casual, like putting my jacket like this, cause like, I'm not gonna take it off, but like I'm still sweating, it doesn't really help too much. Um, it, tonight's been lovely, guys. Thank you so much for letting me vent. I'm Riley. I'm gonna go pee. Hey. Oh, Riley, Shenyo, you're so amazing. You, you cared so much to make it on time. I appreciate you and your responsibility and your caring about this show. Uh, your next comedian, another funny lady. Clap your hands together for Kavita Singh. Yay! All right, hey, everybody. I, uh, speaking of relationships, I'm actually in a relationship. <laughs> like that happened this morning um i'm actually in a relationship i am um, my boyfriend is black um my parents don't like him because they are racist yeah um it's really it's really wonderful it's no it's really it's really frustrating okay my my parents will normalize so much shitty behavior from um from indian men 
But when it comes to, you know, me dating Ryan, they'll just be like, no, that's not something I accept. Like, literally, my sister only dates Indian guys, and and they're all douchebags. Like, between having them come over, cooking food for them, introducing them to my parents, and then getting dumped, like, two hours later, like, my house looks like a bus stop. I'm like, we really need to raise our fare. It's really frustrating. <laughs> but... Yeah, no, I yeah, I, I can't be too mad at them because they're super traditional and super conservative. Like I I'm not going to lie, like I was a little hesitant about dating Ryan at first uh because I wanted to date an Indian guy, right? Like I I think there is an ease in dating someone with the similar like cultural values as you. Um which isn't to say that like I've never dated anyone else. Like I've dated a white guy before. Um but that that was that was interesting. Like, guys, like the love languages just don't match, you know, like because like white guys, they OK, like Indian love languages are like food and slander. Like we'll give you apple slices and then we'll tell you that you're garbage. Right. But then white guys just love talking about their feelings, which is fine. It's fine. It's great. It's great. It's, it's really it's just a lot sometimes. You know, like my 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 ex. Um, his name was Steven at the time. He would always go to therapy. And well, he would, he would talk about therapy, which is fine, right? He would just be like, hey, you went to therapy. This is what I talked about. But he would talk about the things that he talked about in therapy about us. And I'm like, isn't that supposed to be like, isn't one of the beauties of therapy is that all of these things happen behind closed doors? You know, like I just, I just didn't understand that. But that was a lot. Um, yeah, so I, I was hesitant about dating Ryan, right? Like, he's not Indian. I, Indian, I see this guy, I'm like, he's, he can't fucking make chai. You know, like, he makes he makes chai and then the milk, like, it spills all over the pot and then I have to clean the stove and oh my God. And then the little, like, the milk, like, curdles at the top when you overcook it. And I'm like, oh my God, I like my chai circumcised. You ruined this whole ethnic experience for me. You know, but um, I really, I can't, I, 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 I can't be mad at him, right? Because there's so many things that I cannot be for Ryan. Like, I bet he looks at me and he's like, my girlfriend, she is so uncool. <laughs> like, she can't dance. She keeps looking up the definitions of things. <laughs> Ryan will be like, yeah, I love them deep thoughts. And I'm like, oh my God, he's so pensive. People don't get that one. I don't even get that one. That's okay. <laughs> um, but no, over time, like we've been dating over time and I, I learned a lot. Like we do, um, you know, our cultures are very similar, right? Like he, we both are super collectivist. Um, we both love spicy foods. Um, we both deny mental illness is like a real thing. So that's good. I skipped something. My right, time is up. All right, I'm just going to disappear now. <laughs> Kavita Singh, everyone. Yay. Everyone's talking about relationships tonight. It's like a theme. Uh, your next comedian, he'll probably talk about it too. Clap your hands together for Kyle Morrissey. That's, that's so crazy what you're saying. I only dated Indian women for like five years, and I think it's basically because they're just brown white women. Um, <laughs> like, I, I mean, on several levels, like uh, even on like a cosmetic one, like if you were making like a white Sims character and you just took the skin tone slider and went all the way to the other end, boom, Indian. It's, it's remarkable. My girlfriend only dated, 
No, it's it's my my girlfriend only dated Indian guys. Like we have this weird history where we both only dated Indian people, and then we ended up together, and we look very alike. Uh, <laughs> she did. She only dated Indian guys when I met her, and she told me that she's like sorry, and I was like all right, but then I just really kept at at it. I would not leave her alone. I just kept barraging her until she finally gave up and was like, well, this is basically the same thing. <laughs> so. She got one of those copper IUDs recently, which uh, feels redundant because it already tastes like wet pennies down there. Um, I know, gross. I'm not talking about her period. I shoved a bunch of pennies in her vagina in hopes of finding a cheaper method of contraception. Because um, IUDs are expensive. They, they cost like $1,500. So she, before she did that, I was like, all right, at least... What if I could get you a hundred IUDs for one dollar? <laughs> I'll wait. <laughs> you see what's going on in Canada? It's pretty crazy. The trucks. I've never seen trucks so angry. <laughs> I didn't even realize Canadians had conservatives. If you had to ask me, I would have just assumed those are the ones who didn't say sorry. That's... That's all a Canadian conservative is. That's what that's what a freakout looks like up there. Just iPhone footage of a guy in Tim Hortons. Just like, no, I'm not going to bloody say it. <laughs> you can't make me say it. That's how Jordan Peterson got famous. American conservatives. <laughs> Take your mask off, man. I need it. <laughs> all right, I saw it. I believe you. I believe you. I don't know, I, I just noticed that's the difference. <laughs> American conservatives are like, we should be allowed to say whatever the hell we want. Canadian conservatives are like, say whatever the hell you want, just leave me out of it. <laughs> I feel like things are so uh, confusing now. I, I feel like my life's pretty confusing, uh, enough to where I actually want to know my horoscope now. Uh, I, I, I used to be like, yeah, it's dumb lady shit, get out of here. But now my girlfriend's like, I have cancer. And I'm like, let's hear it. I don't know. I maybe there's something to it. There's I'm a cancer. I'm a cancer and there's this one time I was in high school and I was smoking a cigarette with my friend. We were smoking cigarettes and I was I like looked at it, I was like, Oh, cancer. I'm a can I hope it's not foreshadowing. And he never had sex before. And so he went, Oh no, I'm a Virgo and we were both like, Ah, we're scared and then we, we made a pact that day. Right then and there. I quit smoking and then he fucked me. All right, time to go do this whole set again at Slate. <laughs> Clap your hands together, everybody, for Kyle Morrissey. Woo. All right, uh, your next comedian. She's been laughing all night. Her, her laugh is so distinctive and so wonderful, and her comedy is as well. Clap your hands together, everyone, for Ashley Tomagen. The kids rank, snatch collars off, wild riding off, float, float, big boys. Recently, I was told that I need to stop laughing during someone's set. No. But yeah. <laughs> and so, so now I'm like, I'm going to try not to laugh for you anymore. He was like, I'm trying to work this out. Can you please stop laughing? Yeah. I, anyway. Sorry if I laugh too loud. Like, I, I need my endorphins, you guys. All day long, I'm holding that shit in when kids be saying some fire shit. <laughs> This kid called another kid Mr. Potato Head, and he looked like a potato head. Dude, I had to hold that in all day long. Fuck. 
fuck. <sighs> yeah. So um, the Pope recently said that if you choose to have pets over children, it's selfish and it robs us of our humanity. Clearly the Pope has never had like a child at seven in the morning wake you up and be like, I want pancakes now! I want pancakes now! You know who has no humanity? Children. Children have no fucking humanity. Fuck you, Pope Frankie. Who the hell is taking advice from a virgin anyway? But who here... But who here really believes that any pope ever was actually a virgin? You don't get to be that powerful and not fuck somebody. Am I right? <laughs> Come on, guys. Popes have never once played hide the bishop. <laughs> never once played that hide the bishop. Yeah. Well, you know what, Pope Frankie? I got a new one for you. I want to marry my dog. I do. I love him more than I've loved anybody that I've ever had sex with. You know? <laughs> You know, and, and I mean, like, I was engaged once, and I love my dog more than I love that guy. <laughs> yeah. So, um, oh, okay, so when I have, like, when I have sex with my dog, no, I didn't mean that. What I meant to say, what I meant to say was when I have sex in front of my dog, <laughs> things got a little weird because we were... We were having sex in my bed, and that's my dog's bed, okay? I happen to sleep in it once in a while. That, that's where he sleeps all day long, okay? So so we're having sex in the, in the bed, and, um, and my dog jumped up, and he gave him a little snoot boot. And for those of you that don't know what a snoot boot is, that's when they take their cold, wet nose and go like, like, and he did it on his ass, and, and the guy I was sleeping with didn't like that very much. So I was like, okay, sorry. So... <laughs> So, so we stopped and then we started again and we started having sex on the floor and I squirted you guys on the floor. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yes, thank you very much. And, and about five minutes later, my dog goes to the same spot where I squirted and peed right on top of it. And he, and he looked the guy that I was having sex with in the eye when he did it. <laughs> And I was like, good boy, you mark your territory. You tell him who's boss. Yeah, the, the guy I was sleeping with didn't really like that that much. He's like, yeah, maybe you can come over to my house so we can have sex there. And I'm like, fuck, no. This guy that I'm sleeping with, I'm telling you, like, he's so neurotic. Like, I can get the issues with the dog. Like, he's a big dog. He's 70 pounds. He's huge. I get it. But this guy wants me to be completely quiet when we have sex. Completely quiet. Now... He lives where a bunch of kids are playing outside, and he thinks that they can hear us having sex. Like, like literally, I go, huh. like, they're like, shh, shh, they can hear us. I'm just like, and I'm telling you, his neighbors are hella disrespectful to him. Like, like, why are you so respectful to some people who are not respectful to you back? Like, I can't, I can't do it. It's, it's fucking asinine, yeah. All right, that's my time, guys. My name is Ashley Tomagen. Thank you for understanding. Yay, Ashley. Yay. It's okay when you get married to your dog. Like, once you're married, you never have sex anyway. So it's fine. Like, it's absolutely fine to marry your dog. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Sam Carroll. How do you not like it when a dog licks your asshole? That's my favorite thing ever. It's literally my favorite thing. Hey, anyone here allergic to nuts? Speak now or forever hold your peace. It's good. You shouldn't tell people you're allergic to nuts. It's how you get poisoned. <laughs> Very easy to poison someone if you know what they're allergic to. If you know their Achilles heel, anaphylaxis, autoerotic anaphylaxis. 
I uh, I uh, I couldn't get a sitter tonight. My kid's outside in the car with a note on the window that says nothing valuable inside. <laughs> I don't work. I can't afford one. I used to be a masseuse before COVID. Then COVID. Robots took my job. Massaging robots took my job. I had sex with my wife. <laughs> I miss my wife. She had a body like an hourglass. Big feet, big head. Thin vagina. Very thin vagina. Sandy too. Brittle. I used to be afraid of flying. Now we're a parachute on Delta, sit in the exit row. Now it's everyone else that's afraid of flying. <laughs> I used to work for a suicide hotline that paid their employees commission. Went home for the holidays with my sister. We walked in the door, my mother's hammered. She goes, hey, when am I getting grandchildren out of the two of you? We said, mom, if we do that, they're gonna come out fucked up. But we love you. My sister, one of my sisters heard me do that joke. She didn't like it. Ah, Sam, your sister, that's gross. Because that means, you know. I said, shut up. That one's not about you. <laughs> Fucking, you're so ugly. Why, why would you think that one's about you? Gross. Grandma couldn't make it to Thanksgiving because uh, she got diagnosed with type 2 autoerotic anaphylaxis. <laughs> which is a very rare side effect of a peanut allergy. In which throat closes, you know, you have some contact with nuts, your throat closes up, you begin to masturbate. It's very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Plus, my sister's husband, his tie, he came over with his family. They cook a lot with peanuts. She's very racist. Cool. That's all I remembered. Marilyn Manson cut his rib out of his body so he could suck his own cock. I think that's ridiculous. I think he should have gotten a penis enlargement. To, to do that. If you're going to get a medical procedure to suck your own cock, I think you should enlarge the penis. Bring it closer to you. Don't bring your mouth closer to it. Bring it closer to you, I think, anyways. But you know what I th think he got the idea to, to remove his rib? I think he read the Bible. I think this dude read the Bible. It's the most satanic literature of all. He read the Bible. And he, because you know the Bible, Adam, Adam from Genesis, he takes out his rib to make Eve, you know, Eve... Eve. I don't, I don't think that's Eve. I think that's a dick-sucking alter ego type situation in the Bible. I, I think that's what that was about. It's a metaphor. People had calloused hands in the Bible from, from manual labor. There's not a lot of masturbation. There's an urge to autophilate in the year negative 198,000 was strong, I think. I had a teen dad. He was only 16 when he adopted me. <laughs> Told me, son, don't do crack a lot. So I've been microdosing crack. What else? Oh, I was talking with this guy last weekend. Uh, it's an unfortunate situation. His son got run over by a car right in front of his house. And he was telling me, he was telling the whole bar, his Boston guy, like, not only did my son get run over by a car right in front of my house, but the city come and install speed bumps on my street. Now I got fucking speed bumps on my street. Can you believe this shit? Can you believe the direction our country's going in with this big government overspending? I'll tell you what, I wasn't even going that fast when I hit him. That's, that's the end of that joke. Have a good night. Sam Carroll doing funny voices. All right, your next comedian. She has a show here on Tuesdays from 4 to 6 called Always Free. Clap your hands together for Rachel Pinson. Damn, Ashley left. 
The only reason he ate a tomato during his whole set is because he knows I'm allergic to tomatoes. Are you really? No, I'm not. I'm not. I just wanted you to feel bad. All right, bye. I just wanted to thank Ashley for, like, you know, like, feeding into our mediocrity by laughing at everything. Like, she could laugh at my jokes all day and pretend I said something else and still laugh and laugh. And she was here. There, there would have been laughter. All right. Pam uh, played a prank on me. She made me a pot BLT sandwich and then put me up way late. <laughs> and I want to say I only ate the sandwich. I didn't do it for the drugs. I did it for the food. I was hungry. <laughs> I'm not going to turn down a BLT. I had truffle butter. <laughs> truffle butter. Oh. Uh, when I was growing up, my mom was trying to give me some advice. And she said, Rachel, if a straight man wants to be your friend, he doesn't really want to be your friend. No man actually wants to be your friend. They all secretly want to sleep with you, like even if they are friendly. You guys think that's true? Yeah, I don't think it's true, right? There's got to be. That's when I realized I can't trust women, that lying bitch, you know? <laughs> Was she just jealous? She's jealous of all that old man tale I was pulling as a teenager. Look, I was really mature for my age, okay? <laughs> and that's what they tell you when you have big tits as a teenager. They say you're really mature for your age. Yeah. That's, don't worry guys, it's a joke. My moms are lesbians. <laughs> both of them, it's consensual. They're, they're both pretty into it. In the Midwest. But my dad is a, a homophobic redneck, and that's interesting. I don't have a joke about that, that's just true life. I'm just moving on. Man, so many people did like dating material today. I had some date jokes, but uh, they were actually date rape jokes, and I don't fucking remember any of them. <laughs> I don't remember any of them. That was way too well received, I think. <laughs> I was hoping you wouldn't be into it, because that's the spirit, you guys. Say no to the rape joke. Okay. Might have been, I mean, my dog. Ashley was talking about her dog. My dog is a really good boy. He's a really good boy. Like, uh, technically, he's a murderer. And um, he's probably been a racist a couple times and a rapist a couple times. But he follows all of his commands, every single one. Isn't that what good boys do? Right? They follow orders? Right? I don't know. I'm going to drop that joke. <laughs> no one ever cares about yeah, well, yeah, yeah, you're making it. It's fine, it's fine. It's okay. It doesn't change the fact that my dog is a really good boy, dude. He really is. He was born on Hate Street, man, in a hippie's RV. He's like SF native. I just ended up there, you know? Like... When these people come up and they're like, hey, take these drugs and live in my van. I'm like, oh, sure, okay. And then you wake up and you don't have a backpack. And you're like, where the fuck did my backpack go? There was nothing in there but dirty clothes. What were they going to do? Sell my crusty underwear? Man, fuck. Because I was going to do that. And they just took my hustle. And now I'm on Hate Street. And uh, not, like, metaphorically. Like, physically, we're in the mission. Fuck yeah. All right. <laughs> I think that we, I'm going to end on this one. I think that we do a disservice with, I hear about the toxic masculinity, we tell little boys not to cry, we tell them to be a man, not to show their feelings, and it sucks. And to combat that, I'm just gonna make as many men cry as I can, you know? Like bring out that emotion, get in a relationship with them, cheat on them, they'll let it out as they key my car, just cry, it's good for you! Woo!
All right, bye. Yay! Yay! Rachel Vincent! Make boys cry. Um, your next comedian, he's so lovely and just a really great guy. Let's not make him cry. Clap wildly for Josh Kotsky! Thank you very much. Say no to rape jokes. Don't you always say no to rape jokes? Because like, if you consent to the joke, it's just a joke. It's not a rape joke anymore. <laughs> um, I, I tried online. I don't know. I'm a righty. I can't, I can't multitask. Uh, I tried online therapy for the first time uh, and the last time. They, I told them, like, hey, you know, I'm feeling a little bit down. I was just really hoping to talk to someone. There's not really anything specific. I just need some help. And they told me, uh, unless you have a very specific problem, we can't help you and didn't schedule next session. So I basically paid someone $50 to tell me I'm not depressed enough. So I figured I'd come out here, bomb for four minutes, raise the depression level. <laughs> Speaking of depression, where are my Niners fans at? What, what? Where'd it go? Yeah, we, we saw Cal Shanahan blow a 28-3 lead, and we were like, that's the guy we want taking us into the playoffs. Let's do that shit. I figure I'm just going to bomb all my sports jokes and then see how much time I have left. Sports. Uh, a lot of people say that hockey is the whitest sport, and that's completely false. Bubble hockey is the whitest sport because it's all the whiteness of hockey minus the athleticism. <laughs> yeah, the depression level just whoop. <laughs> uh, how much eye black can you wear before it's considered blackface? Baseball, football, hate crime. <laughs> uh, I, my roommate, I think he's getting really into soccer, but I can't tell if it's like soccer or if he's just getting laid because all I hear from his room is screaming. Like, yes, 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 work it. Come on, finish for me. Oh! I love you, Chelsea. No one knows Premier League, all right. Chelsea's the name of a team, but the joke also wasn't funny. All right. Baseball has a horrible problem with racism. I saw a white pitcher strike out three black batters in a row. Looked on the scoreboard, what did I find? K, K, K. Whoa! No, that's yeah. a stupid joke. They, joke. they were all Dominican. <laughs> Racism over sports jokes, hell yeah. I think that if uh, World War II was a reality show, they would call it The Amazing Race. Uh, all right, last sports joke. Uh, I think bisexuals have the best marketing program uh, of any of the sexualities, because like, there's a gay pride parade, and there's a trans awareness month, but every single NFL team has a bye week which is really sexually progressive for a league that hates when people get on their knees. Mm, that joke's like five years too late, but still. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for the sports jokes. I've been trying to get into investing, thanks, uh, but it, my app has this like issue where um, it's like this glitch where all the numbers are red. I don't know if you guys have that. That joke's about me losing money. Um, and you know what? I think I'm just depressed enough to go get therapy, so I appreciate all your time, everybody. Thank you. Yay, Josh Kotsky! Hooray! 
Um, so we're at a weird point on the list where Ray Khan's not here. Lee Wyatt's not here. Is Brandon Pineda here? There he is. Hey, everybody. Your next comedian. He's new to the room. He's been so patient. Put your hands together for Brandon Pineda. Hey, everyone. Um, I think it's worth it to note that Pineda is no longer my last name. Um, Pineda is the last name on my birth certificate slash Facebook page. It's actually Brandon J. Leonardo. Um, I adopted Leonardo because it's my mom's maiden name. And I feel like she had a lot more to do with me coming to this world. So that's why I decided to take it on. Plus, Leonardo's just a sexy name, you know? It makes me feel like a Da Vinci, DiCaprio, or a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle. You know, just oozes sexiness. But um, despite me taking my mother's last name, I know I'm a feminist hero, but my mom still thinks I'm a failure. I know. She likes to compare our lives a lot, you know, because when she was 25, she gave birth to this. When I was 25, I gave birth to bad credit. And, but my mom and I aren't too different because both raising kids and bad credit or having kids and your FICO score are very hard to raise and they're very stressful. So, you know, we're basically the same person. I am my mother's son. But another thing I'm feeling out according to that as my mother is she wants me to have kids. You know, I'm 28 years old and she is pressuring me to have kids. Me, her homosexual son. I'm like, mom, I have one heterosexual brother and one heterosexual sister. Both of them are in partner partnerships. Put your eggs in those baskets, they're more probable to hatch. But she's like, I know, mijo. I want one of yours. And I tell her, do you expect me to get pregnant? And she's like, well, you're a bottom, no? Mother, <laughs> yes, I may be a cum slut bottom, but I cannot get pregnant. I've tried many times. <laughs> I slept with a lot of rich dudes, yeah, and mama needs her child support, but <laughs> I was assigned male at birth. I don't have the parts for it, but she's still, she's still pressuring me, and, but I under also understand, like, the caveats behind her not knowing about queer sexuality because when I was in high school, I didn't know much about it either. You know, like, when we were in high school in health class, they told us, don't have gay sex because you're gonna get AIDS. Well, I did have gay sex, and guess what? <laughs> I did it once without a condom, and I was very afraid. I thought to myself, I think I need an abortion. Didn't want to go to Planned Parenthood in the event that they'd out me to my family, so I did one of those DIY abortions with a plastic coat hanger, but it caused another problem completely. Now I'm addicted to that curved penis. <laughs> I call it boomerang dick. <laughs> Mainly because of the shape, but also because of the dick that keeps me coming back, you know? <laughs> but um, now she's pressuring me to buy a house. She wants me to become a homeowner. And I like my apartment. I think owning a home is a lot of work because it just sounds like a lot of cleaning, you know? With my apartment now, I have one shared kitchen, my room, and a bathroom, and that's it. Imagine a home doubling, doubling the rooms, another hallway, a pantry. And I know I'm imagining my house being huge. You know, you gotta dream big for the house I don't wish to own. but. That's just the interior. Imagine the exterior, front, back, side, alley, trash cans, driveway, pavement, the mailbox. With all that cleaning, I would break. I would break. I'd stop being a nice person. I'd be like, you know what? Let's give violence a try. Yeah. <laughs> what do kidnappers 
have in common, Mo other than the fact that they're all mostly men. They have houses, <laughs> an attic, a basement for storage, and a backyard to kidnap the bodies of the kidnappees with insufficient cleaning abilities. I assure you, every, no one's born a kidnapper. It's just a man that needed extra help around the house. That's my set, y'all. Brandon J. Leonardo, thank you. Hey, Brandon Leonardo, welcome to the room, lovely. All right, uh, we have another comedian from the waitlist. Put your hands together, everybody, for Henry Jacob. So I recently got uh, sunned by a monk. Uh, I took him down to San Luis Obispo. And I thought we were friends. We shared uh, sushi together. I think that qualifies as friendship. And uh, he introduces me. He says, oh, this is my chauffeur. And I was like, excuse me, Miss Daisy. I'll leave you at the street corner, and uh, you can beg for alms the old-fashioned way. Uh, <laughs> I recently got sober so, well, for like a month. And uh, all my drugged-out friends, they basically treat me like I just got back from war. You know, they're always cheering me on from the sidelines. Um, these glasses, though, were not a sober purchase. I got... <laughs> I got these when I was uh, watching the Teenage Mutant Ninja. Oh, sorry, that was you said that. You made me think that. <laughs> I was watching Power Rangers, and I was high on mushrooms, and I thought, "Hey, I'd like to be one of those." Uh, so that's why I got these. Um, but yeah, you know, 2020 was a year of introspection, and you know, I feel out you gotta sit with yourself. And I knew it was time to make a change when I started making homeless people uncomfortable. Um, I remember one time we were outside of the bar in the TL and my friend's like, man, we got in two fights last night and I have no idea why. I was like, well, let me tell you why. Uh, I had just got my results back. Um, usually results aren't necessarily a cause for celebration, but these were my 23andMe results. And I found out I was 25% Native American so naturally, I was a little hyped. And uh, first thing I did was when I was sitting in my shoebox apartment, I was like, yeah, why, why did they take the land? A little bit of land would have been nice right now. Um, and then I, <laughs> what was it? What did I do? Oh, yeah, I, um, uh, <laughs> I forgot what I was supposed to say there. Kind of like Madonna, I shouldn't really be up here. This is like, um, <laughs> my first time doing this, but um, <laughs> oh yeah, the um, anyway, and then I took it upon, I thought, as soon as I found this out, I thought, you know, it's my responsibility to ask every tech bro that I see dressed in tribal Patagonia, what tribe you from, brother? Um, naturally, that did not go over very well. Um, ironically, one dude actually pulled out a tomahawk. Uh, that was on me, though. I, I, I uh, stereotyped him. I thought he was like a John Smith type, but it turns out he was more Kevin Costner, uh, Dancing with Wolves. And uh, yeah, I think 23andMe is just a menace. Basically, I remember I, saw, I heard I saw this Irish guy talking uh, to a black gentleman, and he's like, yeah, man, can you believe they got another one of us? And he says, us? What do you mean, us? He's like, he pulls out the app, 5%, brother, 5%. Um, anyway, so the homeless guy heard this, he comes up, he's like, hey, did I hear you say two fights in one night? 
remind me to stay away from you. And he grabs this like white sphere and throws it into the ground and disappears into a cloud of fentanyl. And haven't seen him since. But um, yeah, I, that's, that's all I got. Stay off the apps. <laughs> Henry Jacob, everyone. That was his first time. You gotta let us know those special secrets. Yay, Henry Jacob. I'm so glad that you came here for your first set. Uh, Raycon, Lee Wyatt, not here. Um, I'll do a couple jokes and then we'll get out of here just to try to wait for those guys just in case because they are side up. Okay. It's so funny to look at Rachel because she's so high because she ate some of my pot bread and I've been eating this all day. Like I, it's just so funny that I'm on. I, it, it just doesn't affect me. Like I, I don't know how much weed. So I, I, I eat so much. Well, no, but it makes me feel like I'm the smartest person alive. Does that ever happen to you when you smoke weed? Sometimes I smoke so much weed I think you're high. Like it's, but no, I think I'm the smartest person alive and I come up with these amazing, incredible ideas. Right? Like how to save the vegans. Because I feel really badly for vegans. They're frowning all the time. Cause well, they can't eat cheese, you know, and then they must be so sad. If I had to choose for the rest of my life between sex and cheese, I'm totally going cheese. Right? But they're like religious, these crazy vegans. They're like cheese nuns. They're never going to eat it. And I understand that veganism is like a religion. You know, there's all these laws that you have to follow to make the world a better place. And there's these things, these strictures you have to attune your body to so you can feel better than everybody else. <laughs> That's how <laughs> vegans are. And I don't get it. They're so hypocritical. Like, they eat bread. This makes no sense to me. Vegans eat bread. I bake bread. I baked bread today. This is whole wheat bread. It has wheat in it too. Yeah. Thank you. Whole I bake all the time. I love baking. Uh, it has to do with my eating disorder. I'm controlling food. I love it. Um, but I bake a lot of bread and I take the yeast and it's like dormant. And then you make it alive. You feed it with like sugar and you make it, you, you get it and it bubbles and it's alive. And then you enslave it into your dough. You make it work. And then it like, ri it rises, it poops and it farts in your bread. And, blah. and then you heat up the oven and you murder entire cultures. <laughs> bread is some Nazi shit, bro. You're murdering entire cultures. Oh yeah, we're vegans, we eat bread. Okay, that's fine, hypocrites. But they do breastfeed their children. So that's why I feel like I can save them uh, by making a meltable cheese out of my tit juice. Right? 100% consent-based milk, 22% fat milk, meltable cheese. Uh, and so we can squeeze my tits and make cheese. But I smoke and eat so much marijuana uh, that I could make TH cheese <laughs> to save the vegans. <laughs> And then the question becomes, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed singularity? Uh, this is my one last new joke. Uh, in relationships, I'm a lot like the water in a clogged sink. You just have to be really patient and I'll eventually go down. <laughs> I'm so glad that works. Because I'm like, oh, thank you. It worked. I was, because there's a clog in my, there's literally, I'm sitting there today brushing my teeth and I'm just watching the water and I'm just like, 
And I was like, I just have to be patient. It'll eventually go down. And I was like, guys just love getting their dick sucked. There was a guy who tried to make me suck his dick the other day, and he's like, and I was like, I just, we don't know each other well enough yet for you to subjugate me like that. And he goes, what does subjugate mean? And I was like, I think we're done here. (laughs) Okay, I think we're done here. Thank you all for being here tonight. You're all amazing. I've been Pam Benjamin. Yay! who are the rich slave makers of the poor who teach the poor lies to make the people believe that the almighty true living God is a spook in the sky and you can't see him with the physical eyes they're also known as blood suckers of the poor and then you got the 5% who are the poor righteous teachers who do not believe in the teachings of the 10% who is all wise and know who the true and living God and teach that the true and living God the supreme being black man from Asia, otherwise known as civilized people, also Muslims and Muslim sons. Peace, we out. I have given it much thought. It seems disaster must come. At best, only postponed. Shaolin Kung Fu. To survive must now be taught to more young men. We must expand, get more pupils, so that the knowledge will spread.
them niggas rap happily. Tragically, that style deteriorate rapidly. Uncompleted missions, throwing your best known compositions. You couldn't add it up if you master addition. Where I come from, getting visuals, the visual. You more safe walking on hot, cold, and rituals. I splashed the paint on the wall, formed the mural. He took a look, saw the manifestation of it was plural. Rhyming while in pair, dart hits your garment. Pierce your internals, streamlined compartments. Just consider the unparalleled advantage of a natural disaster that's impossible to manage. Bitch ass figures counterfeit the funk. I smoke the feet of the skunk. Tree top of the trunk. Moonshine drunk get monk. Yeah, get shrunk. The judge is stunk. I'll be fucking bitches by the junk. My name Black. You words wanna play in my dirt? Bitch, stop my mama, sir. Free lunch from the church. I come like a thousand dust. Bitch, you quiet at the bus. Making the fuss. I got self-love. Ungloved the news. Watch a nigga transfuse. Dirty as the fuse. Heavy as the booze. I don't walk. I get carried. Golden platinum frisbee. On my wall, cooked improperly but commonly. I do what for you, right, brothers? The Indian, the soul man, had entered the white man, my grandfather. Step up and get knocked right the fuck out. Come to the cookout, dirty bitch at the mouth. You scared, run around like the plane about to crash. Yo, yo, the red light. Won't tickle off, we collect a lot bigger dicks, sex enigma, pistol through the larger stigma, stink box, order from pink dot, MCs get stuck on ink blocks, airsoft plug to the sink box, who take it crop, take your brain on space crop, talk strange like we York, great hero Jim Thorpe, how can I put it, life is like video footage, hard to edit, directors, they never understood it, too impulsive, my deadly corrosive dosage, attack when you least notice, do explosive postage, I don't play, the rap souffle, saute for the day, rule a zigzag, zig A, leg, Leg, arm, head, spread like plague. We drink Hennessy by the check. I got the golden egg plus the goose. 80 proof, absolute, mixed with cranberry fruit juice. Dancing boost, I got your neck in the noose. Keep my money wrinkled. The rap star twinkle, killer instinct. 16 ball Nico, sell more copies than Kinko. Grow like a fetus with no hands and feet to complete us. Then we return like Jesus with the whole world need us. Is it appetite for destruction? Slap a murder rap on this production. They took the laser pointer in my chest and they said, I'm breaking your heart. Hold. It's like...
find out that summer's evening's gone. We live a daydream, embracing home. Now we gotta wake up. Do we really think the world to be a creative oversight? Senseless power, but forces we reveal, expose the true essence of things, the reason of all that has come to existence. No more silent cries will be able to divide all our lonely in the nights. Fragrances of truth. means to be will we spread it out the day we see while we exploring thousand mighty minds in the lost newborn only true kingdom
Already well, see. 